0: This is Liz Scafidi at UN News. As the world prepares to mark International Albinism Awareness Day on Monday, 13 June, a top UN-appointed independent rights expert has insisted that progress is being made on raising awareness about the discriminations and dangers that people with albinism face. Maluka Ann Mitzi Drummond, who's the UN independent expert on the rights of persons with albinism, has been speaking to UN News' Daniel Johnson. So I think it's first important to understand what albinism is. Um, albinism is a rare, non-contagious uh, genetic condition. Um, and I um, think it's important to, to, to state that it occurs in all countries, all ethnicities, all races. It's basically insufficient melanin in the skin. So it results in persons with albinism having very light skin, very, you know, hair, light hair, light complexion in many parts of Africa people believe that persons with albinism or the body parts of persons with albinism contain special powers that could give fortune money some kind of good luck to the person who possesses it or uses it and unfortunately because of this superstition persons with albinism are attacked they are abducted killed they have body parts you know taken off they're mutilated so that their these body parts could then be used for these wrong beliefs and so That's one of the main concerns in many parts of Africa, the killings of persons with albinism.
1: Yes. And and, and just to jump in there quickly, sorry to interrupt there, Maluka, you're the independent expert, uh, the UN appointed independent expert for the rights of people with albinism. And so we have this International Day coming up. What's the message to people? Has there been progress in raising awareness about the challenges that people with albinism face? The fact that, as you say, they might be attacked, they are taunted, they're feared. Sometimes they are attacked for their body parts. As you say, people think they're going to get rich uh, with them. They think they might cure them of HIV or AIDS. I mean, it's just outrageous.
0: So there has been progress. There's been progress in understanding albinism as a genetic condition and understanding not just that albinism, you know, there's a lack of skin pigmentation, but also that there's susceptibility to skin cancer because of the condition that persons with albinism also have visual impairments and that measures have to be taken to ensure that they're being protected from attacks, but they're also being able to enjoy their right to education, their right to health. So in many countries, there's like free skin care, free sunscreen for persons with albinism. They're accommodations given like free eye tests and the schools have policies where teachers now understand, not all schools, but in some countries schools have policies where they understand what they should do for persons with albinism. There are also persons with albinism in high positions, because I think the problem is when you do not see persons with albinism, you start to believe these things when you don't interact. So we have persons with albinism who are deputy ministers, who are members of parliament, who are, you know, sports, media, various positions. And this helps people to better understand the condition, better understand that a person with albinism is just a person and that these superstitions are not right. And there's a lot of awareness raising being done as well all over the world around albinism and kind of demystifying albinism, which also helps to protecting um, persons with albinism.
1: And as I said, you're the independent expert appointed by the Human Rights Council. What is it that you're going to be telling the Human Rights Council at its new session uh, beginning on the 13th of June?
0: So I report in March to the Human Rights Council, so I will not necessarily be speaking to the Human Rights Council in June. But my message in March has been about the need to increase the visibility of persons with albinism and to include persons with albinism in all spheres of life. Because when people are excluded, then they're invisible and their rights are not included. We forget about their rights, we forget about their specific needs. And so the theme for this year is United in Making Our Voices Heard, which talks about The way groups of persons with albinism are coming together to raise awareness of their needs, to raise awareness of what needs to be done for their rights and the need to include them in areas such as climate change, migration issues, human rights defenders, all issues where we currently are not talking about persons with albinism. They need to be included in those issues so that there is equality for them.
1: You've mentioned some of the challenges in terms of the lack of education that some people with albinism have because they have poor eyesight, which means that they can't necessarily learn at school. And that leads to this kind of cyclical situation whereby they're shunned by communities because it's felt that they can't achieve anything and they're low achievers, which isn't the case at all. So what's your your sense of the urgency among governments, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa, where one in 1400 have albinism?
0: Yes, I think what you've said is very right. Uh, there's a stigma and the discrimination. And already there are wrong beliefs about persons with albinism, and that doesn't help. So that creates attitudinal barriers, including in schools, um, where you know people are not making accommodation for them. But there's also, as you say, the need to understand the visual impairment and what can be done. So yes, persons with albinism can wear glasses, but that doesn't mean that their eyesight is now 100 percent perfect. They still will have visual impairments. So teachers need to understand how they can help them sitting in front of the class, providing large print documents, making sure that they're reading out what is written on the board or that they have technology that helps them read what's on the board on an iPad or something near in front of them rather than trying to read. And yes, you're right, this causes a cycle of violation because if you're not getting the education, then what happens is that you don't get a good job. And in in many cases, what happens is that persons with albinism end up especially in Africa, in outdoor jobs, selling things on the streets, in the farm. And this contributes to their susceptibility to skin cancer. So they can also get skin cancer because they're working outdoors, which then leads to you know, a violation of their right to health and their right to life. So it is all connected. And we have to start thinking about these things quite early on from the time we're talking about a child so that the child can enjoy their rights or right through their life.
1: Finally, Maluka, maybe it would be interesting to certainly to me and to our listeners to learn why you are so involved in upholding the rights of people with albinism at the United Nations Human Rights Council and elsewhere.
0: Yes, so I think one of the things that has surprised a lot of people is I'm relatively new in my position and I am a person without albinism and I do not have any family members with albinism. However, I do believe that And it sounds a bit cliche, I know, but a violation against one person is a violation against us all. And sustainable development goals state that we should not be leaving anyone behind. And we should be considering, you know, starting with the furthest left behind. And in a way, persons with albinism are the furthest left behind because of the stigma, because a lot of them live in poverty, because of their attacks. And to me, it does not make sense that We only leave persons with albinism to talk about albinism. Of course, their voices must be heard. And of course, even when I speak, I'm not speaking on my own behalf. I'm amplifying the voices of persons with albinism. And that's why it was important for me to also be able to speak up, to amplify those voices, to say that this is not just a struggle for persons with albinism. It's for all of us. And we should all be united in making their voices heard.